You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams. The JSC Securities Exchange has closed its doors for another day, so it's time for the five o'clock shadow with David Shapiro from SAS Fin Securities. I'm just reading this headline, David, and it says here, Dow falls more than 300 points after another hot inflation report. Live updates, it says. Uh, stocks fell on Thursday after another hot inflation report after, and a decline in jobless claims, showing the economy is holding up amid the Federal Reserve's rate hikes. Uh, S&P is down 1.1%, uh, NASDAQ, etc. Et, et so this was the PPI data. Now, just to, yes. in case people don't know what that is, that's producer price inflation. In other mm. words, the price of goods as they leave the factory gate and then they get yeah. distributed to the retailers. And, you know, mm. obviously, so it's a, probably a leading indicator of what CPI is going to do in maybe two, three months' time. It, is that a fair assessment? It is, but it's one that no one used to pay much attention to mm. unless you're an, incl- in a, an inflation hawk or, or uh, at this stage where every piece of uh, information or number is digested and, and built in. So I don't know the the makeup of the PPI number and what caused it to spike. You know, uh, they were expecting it to be down at 0.4%. It came in at 0.7%, which was higher than expected. But um, you've also had, on top of that, you've had a lot of inflation hawks, uh, Fed governors who are now, you know, upping the limit and saying 5% is not going to be the termination rate. It's going to be higher. It's going to be up at five and a quarter. So, Lindsay, if you look at what's happened, the you look at your bond rates there. I haven't got them accessible. I've just got to load up something. But you'll see that the 10-year has gone up to 3.83 and other rates have gone up. So the dollar has picked up and the rand has been smashed. Slaughtered, yeah. It's actually 386 yeah. and a bit, the 10-year. Mm-hmm. And if you have a look at the South African 10-year, uh, it's just a matter of time before it goes through a 10%. I think someone's defending it. Oh, there we go, 10.02 and a half now. Yeah, 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 which is so rates, which is big, mm, really, really big. It is big. So I, we've, had, you know, it, you have a couple of good days, and it's so hard to interpret the data because yesterday we had those strong retail reports from the US, and suddenly everybody quite liked them and said, okay, you know, the economy is resilient, it's holding up, um, markets actually held their own. I was very surprised that the U.S. markets actually ended up in positive territory because I thought they'd be a bit nervous about the strength of retail sales. They didn't. They liked it. Today, they're reacting the other way. So it's um, whatever they might have given, made up yesterday, they give back. Yes. And, and I think we're hovering in a very narrow range of trade, um, very, very narrow trade level and uh, or, or trade lines and um, – yeah, it's one day up, one day down, one day up, one day down. I know. Very hard to break through uh, this level and, to, you know, to find anything really uh, to get into. So this, we, we're going to get it all the time. You know, I don't know how many different governors are. There are, but each one talks a lot. So there's likelihood that you're going to you hear one almost every day, you know, pushing out the same story. So. Yes. That's it, you know. <laughs> but okay. but the rand, the rand at eighteen. I mean, that's the scary stuff again. 
What's the real low? I mean, we had Nene, we had the Nene game. I think it went to 1920 or something, mm. uh, but it was a brief okay. moment in time in Far Eastern trading. Has there been, mm. you know, in other words, under normal conditions, and I would okay, consider just, at the moment yeah. it's normal conditions. It's trading every day. It's steadily weakening, mm. but it's horrible. Mm. I, I just don't know what the implications oh. are for the government, for companies, and oh. ultimately for the consumer and for investors. There are so many well, different factors that have to be taken <laughs> into account when you see a, a currency that is essentially on its knees i don't know i'm fearful no it's it's this seems to be you know at a time where uh we thought that there would be some kind of top to it it just seems to be going much higher i'm just looking here you are in that awful period during COVID, mm. you know march uh, march april um 20 we did get to the 19 level yes that's right so yeah we got we got close there we then in quick succession uh, almost a year later, we were down at 1342. Gosh. So from 19, so there was a massive improvement as the markets improved, as stimulus came into those markets from central bankers and that. But from that point, from that 13 level, uh, which we reached in June, 1340, in June 2021, we're now you know, somewhere around, what, 18, 19 or something like that. Look, in November, I didn't realize that we were at 1840 as well. Mm. So I, it's funny, I, I forgot about that. But uh, we're creeping back up there, as, you know, at, at, at the moment. I think that's when the euro dollar was sub parity. I think it was something like 97, 98, uh, as opposed to its current level of 106.55. So again, this illustrates independent rand weakness. And I don't like saying that because it sounds negative for South Africa. But unfortunately, the fundamentals are negative for South Africa. So if the dollar keeps on strengthening, if the dollar went to parity with the euro again, I mean, for goodness sake, the rand will be at 20. Mm -hmm. Just just as at a five-year view, and I'm going to do, give you the 10-year view as well. On a five-year view, yeah. and I'm going back exactly where we are today on the 16th of February. If we go back uh, five years, the rand was down at 11.56 or 11. Call it uh, 11 and a half. Blimey. So we've lost over five years. There's been a depreciation of the rand at around about nine and a quarter percent uh, per annum. I mean, that is, in other words, we're getting poorer by 9.5% per year. So you have to make that up somewhere else. Uh, it's not, if I go back 10 years, hmm. okay, it's it's only slightly better, 7.5% per annum. We have been losing each year over 10 years. So it gives you an idea of, you know, you know, you know when, you're, when you're here and you suddenly realize, hold on a sec, you know, uh, what I've been earning is just not buying me what I used to. No. I'm not talking about local rent or local carrots and cabbages and so on. I'm, I'm talking from an international point of view. You know, when we travel, when we import goods and buy imported, and most of those are uh, electrical goods and so on, there's a huge amount that we import. And a lot of even into manufacturing, the ingredients that we put in from pharmaceuticals to steel and and so on, uh, are all uh, into motor cars, sorry, are all imported. So, mm. um, you know, seven and a half percent as we stand now, you know, that's a, that's a massive level. So, mm. I, I keep saying to people, Lindsay, we have to, if you're an investor here, you have to, your client, you have to let your client know this, and you've got to find a way in which you can, uh, you know, offset that and maintain 
the client savings and when I say savings, purchasing power. Okay, I'm just actually trying to look now. Yeah, it is very sobering what you've just uh, what you've just said and those statistics, nine and a bit percent. But I'm I'm looking back to when I arrived in South Africa, and that was in 1988. So a long, long, long time ago. But I, I can't go back that far. Oh, wait a second, round versus okay, the dollar. Uh, let me say 1978 to 2016 on a, a company called Business Tech. It says here, and I'm looking at it. Uh, where is Let's it? see if I can get it. I think it was about two to two to two point one or something. That's when the, of course, and I've said this before. I when can go back thirty years. So thirty years takes us to ninety three. That's not long after you arrived. I've got nineteen. Here we go. Nineteen eighty eight. Oh, yeah. you got it. Okay. It was exactly two, and then it steadily <laughs> depreciated. Oh, the dollar steadily appreciated. Then it spiked up to around about eleven eleven fifty. In 2002, I remember that very distinctly mm. because I had a run-in with Tito Mbueni when he was Reserve Bank Governor about this very thing, and nobody could believe it. Then it went, um, and it went down again to about six, up again to ten, and from there came down. Mm. Anyway, that's where it is now. Mm. It's mm. it's a steadily decrease. I mean, the Turkish lira obviously is is another story, yeah. but yeah. the rand the rand hasn't done well, David. Mm. It's eroded wealth. No. Mm. no. In, in, in an enormous way. Mm. Um, you know, that, that's why I remain very nervous about the stock exchange. You know, and, and if you do an exercise, and I urge people who may be listening to this, you know, who might counter it, you, you might have found certain individual stocks that have protected you. You know, you might have found a Bulletin or a Capitec or a Naspers, you know, a handful of stocks, if you would have put everything into those stocks, you would have been okay. But if you look at this, the index, um, if you look at the JSE index, and I'll do that for you once we're talking, and I mean, yes, please. nothing really. <laughs> so uh -huh. if I look at, I look at the all share index. Okay, let me take, I'm going to take 10 years because five years can give you uh, perhaps you know, 10 years is a better measure. Yes. So if we go into the JSE All Share Index in 10 years, you've done okay. Okay, this is in Rand. In Rand, right? yeah. In Rand, 10 years, you've doubled your money, 95% up. Right. So put 100 Rand in, it's worth 195. Let's call it 2 Rand, which is, comes to close to 7% per annum. I'm not, I'm not putting in dividends and uh, so on. So no. you've done that, that's fine. So you think you've done well and and nominally, you're okay. But when I just push the US dollar button, as I'm doing now, yeah. you're actually down over 10 years, you've lost 4.5% or 4.39 to be exact. You've lost a half a percent per annum over 10 years. So each year, you've lost a half a percent if you were a dollar investor. So you're no better off than you were. Uh, 10 years ago in the all share index in dollar terms. So, you know, versus uh, a complete, I think, I think if I, if I, if I go to the S and P, um, you'll probably find that you're up about 10% per annum. So we have become considerably poorer um, against something like the S and P, which I'll do exactly now. Okay. The you can do that. S and P. Mm. So the S and P over ten years has given you exactly that ten and a half percent per annum, a hundred and seventy one percent. So your hundred dollars uh, is today worth two hundred and seventy dollars. 
Every year, mm. David, without fail, there are some very clever asset managers that say you should be in domestic stocks now because okay. they're so undervalued. Okay. And it carries on. Mm. And it carries on. Mm. Every year, someone mm. gets trawled out and uh, they say, mm. we need to be in retailers. We need to be this because of this yeah. and this, and it'll all get better. And every single yeah. year, wealth mm -hmm. is eroded. Yeah. I don't, you know, you know what, uh, that, that's why I'm saying you can find, you probably can find a handful of stocks that uh, would have given you a decent return. Um, you know, there have been some winners. I, 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 you know, maybe even something like Bulletin or NASPERS individually. Yes. But if you bought the index and you had a broad, because everybody tells you to diversify. And, uh, you know, go across the board. So I'm giving you the Satrix 40, you know, or Satrix, sorry, I haven't got the 40, but the, the all share index. And I think the top 40 would be very close to that. So it's been, you know, that's, I'm, I, what, what, what I try to get across is that, uh, to a large extent, one of the reasons is that we're also a very old economy. We haven't got the stocks that could compete with the U.S. We didn't have the high tech stocks or growth stocks. So it's it to a large extent it's it's a combination of both both poor you know both uh, we haven't got the growth stocks and then we've got a very weakening you know very weak uh, currency. Mm. So yeah, I I I you know it's it's when you go overseas now you you know it you know you know it and uh, and I think a lot of salary earners or income earners now who thought they were in very secure positions. Some time ago, you know, now all of a sudden, I always hear people, you know, good friends and, and, and comfortable friends. I'm talking seriously comfortable friends saying, you know, I'm not going business class now. I'm going premium economy. You know, I'm going premium economy. I can't afford it. So you start to get that kind of response. You know, if you go to New York, Lindsay, so yes. uh, let's say New York hasn't got the greatest hotels. It's, you've got great hotels if you're a, uh, a very wealthy person and prepared to pay these uh, over-the-top numbers, uh, uh, the same as the UK. But if you're a the normal person and you want to go visit New York, so you go to the West End and you stay in company you know, like the Empire or the Beacon or a whole lot of hotels, which I would equate to about four-star hotels here. You know, they're smaller rooms. Um, they, they're pretty decent, well-kept. You're paying $300, dollars a night plus all the different taxes and other things that are imposed. So work that out at uh, four eight to thirty seven thousand rand a night for a very mediocre room. That's, that's sort of stretching your budget immediately, isn't it? I mean, I don't yeah. know what Airbnb comparisons uh, would be like, but um, if they okay. if they have yeah, them in New York, I don't know, uh, but certainly yeah. unless you go out of town, of course, and get an Amtrak into Grand Central every day, which is a bit of a pain yes. in the ass. Yeah, so yeah. Mm. no, you're not going to do that. You know, you want to stay uh, if you could stay on the east side. I'm sure there are fewer hotels there. There's Holiday Inn and so on. Mm. I haven't looked. You know, I. I I haven't looked at the holiday in prices. You might be able to pick them up slightly cheaper. But you, you, okay, give a budget five, six thousand a night, no, five thousand to maybe seven thousand. So it's, it's, that's where it's hurt because in the past it was never close to anything as severe as that. 
No. The fact is, it's more and more difficult for South Africans to travel yeah. and actually yeah. feel comfortable. They've got to be watching the pennies or the rands and the cents every yeah. single day. I mean, I'm a classic case. I came to the Netherlands six years ago and the rand, I think, was something like 13, 13, 50 against the euro. Yeah. And I'm earning money in rands. Owned from South African companies. <laughs> it's, now, it's now 1840. Every single year, my real income has gone down. Every single yeah. year. Yeah. And I find it difficult because prices are rising here enormously. Rental is rising. Food is yeah. rising. Energy is rising. And, you know, it's, it's, it's difficult to get yeah. by. You can't. I, I don't go yeah. out anymore. I don't go out for meals yeah. anymore. I mean, I've got to go to Rotterdam tomorrow no. and meet a business partner. I, I, yeah. And it, it costs me... Return on the train, it cost me is this, uh, 2,000 rand in economy class, and it's a one and a half hour journey. I don't know, I think that's quite a lot, don't you? It is, and now it is. Now, if you were going to watch Barcelona play Man United tonight, yeah. what would that ticket cost you? Um, yeah, if you got it in the normal way, which is a very clever way, Barcelona is owned by the fans. So if a fan's not going to go, they're obliged to put their ticket up for sale and they sell it on the website or in various boutiques, Barcelona boutiques, which are scattered around the town. So you would probably pay, I don't know, something <laughs> between 80 and 150 euros a ticket. Okay, so 80 times uh, 187. Okay. That's not too bad. That's okay. Oh, where's, no, where's the euro against the round? Sorry, 1936. Yeah. And once there's Eight. been a conversion at the foreign exchange thing, you're talking, so about, you're talking about twice the amount. So it's, let's call it 100 euros for the ticket. And yeah, that's, that's reasonable. 1,500, yeah. No, no, it's, it's, it's nearly two. It's yeah. nearly two thousand, actually, 2000, David. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And that's just for a, a seat mm. uncovered in the third tier. Yeah. I would say, so the second or yeah. third tier. It's quite a lot. Yeah. No, it is. It is. I've, I've, I've had the same experience um, down at uh, when you go to Broadway, mm. and uh, you know the chap standing behind you is from Michigan, <laughs> in the queue, or he's from Kansas or wherever. Mm. Tennessee, coming from maybe even New Jersey, whatever it is. And he stands, he's, he doesn't bulk because the prices are $150 a ticket or something. You know, he's out for a night. For me, it's $150, $150. And, uh, and again, these are the cheap tickets, you know, because what, what they do in New York, there's a place called TKTS Tickets. Oh, yes. And each show, you know, and there are many shows in, on Broadway. At, at a certain time in the day, they might have the odds, you know, a person, they might have someone book three tickets, so there's a, a one ticket standing there, you know, one uh, a loan ticket and so on. And what they do is they, they give them to tickets and you can line up uh, in the morning and they'll tell you what what's what's available. Say, so, yes, okay, I'll go see that show and so on. And you get pretty reasonable prices, far, far below the, uh, you know, it's, it's almost face value or even below face value, simply because they want to fill the house and they want to get rid of the uh, but um, even then, it's expensive, you know. So that's how I that's how I go to Broadway, you know. Never go and book the tickets. I'm always we're always on the bum, seeing okay, what's what's available tonight that we can get cheap, simply because it's it's astronomical. Yeah. If you go, there's a Michael Jackson show, mm. and um, that's you know it's just based on it's it's become very popular all these musicals. So this is Michael Jackson. Um, people dance and 
imitate him and so on. But it's a, they, these are very slick shows. Sounds like and my, I, my I, kind of hell, actually, David, but that's just me. Yes, I, I couldn't no, watch that nonsense. You know, no, I, I, I'm merely mentioning because they've had, you know, had Bruce Springsteen, they had Carol King. Uh, so there have been quite a few shows around. Remember, the Jersey Boys was the first one around that. Yeah. Uh, which was about the four seasons. So, so the Michael Jackson, yeah, you're probably $150, $200 a ticket, mm. you know, and uh, if you want. So you want to go to a show, you know, you've got a budget. If it's you alone, 3000 per person. If it's you and your wife or husband, whatever it is, it's, you know. And also, 5000 you, you mm. go to that restaurant. It's quite a famous place. And it's on a square or a green or something. It's a uh, steak place. What's it called? It's your favourite. Uh, the what's on the, on the green? Yeah, yes. I know what you're talking about. Sorry. Yeah. Oh my God. What's it called? Tavern on the green. That's it. Tavern yeah. on the green. Tavern on the green. Mm. Very very famous. Mm. Let's say you you, mm. you booked a, a table mm. for six o'clock. I was there. You and you and the wife and um, mm. a, a pre theatre supper. How much would that cost you for the two of you with a glass of wine each? That, if, if if say I had a uh, what do they call it? A New York strip <laughs> and a glass of wine or something like that. Fifty, sixty dollars, yeah, a thousand. So we, I wouldn't get away with under two and a half thousand rand, yeah, for the evening. Yeah, okay. For for the dinner, yeah, oh, at for the, the dinner. tavern on the okay. green or something, yeah, yeah, yeah. So so the whole evening would cost a dinner like that together with a. To, you know, it can cost you anywhere up to 10,000 rand for the two of you. Yeah. All right, well, here we are moaning about um, you, you travelling no, no, overseas, me living overseas. And we just got to get used to it. Like, everyone gets used to no. it. You cut your coat according to your cloth. That's what you do. No. And my cloth is but, running out. Uh, Lucy, let me tell I'm, you. Pointing, uh, yeah, I'm mm. pointing out the rand. You know, this mm. is what it means. You know, it's, it's, we, we, we think we're getting richer, but we're actually getting a lot poorer. Mm. And we, you have to, as an investor, you know, you have to urge people to protect themselves and to make them aware of this Certainly. and say, hold on a sec, this is this is a trend. It's not going to change. You might have good years, you might have bad years, but if you if you measure it, you know, you've got to you've got to make sure you cover yourself. Okay. Anyway. Well, let's see if we can find anything to cover ourselves with now. Yeah. I'm going to have a look at the um, I'm going to have a look at the spot prices here. Um, hold on, I'm just going to get this screen up now. The rand was in the 1820s. I think it's it's clawed a little bit back with people squaring mm -hmm. positions ahead of Friday. But uh, I've got the rand now. Yeah, it's back about 10 cents from its lows, but it's still 1814. That's a 1.6% yep. rally for the US dollar. The British pound is 21.76, which is uh, virtually unchanged. The euro sure. has gained nearly a percent against the rand, which I hate, 1936. Uh, euro dollar 106.70, which is a 0.6% fall for the euro. And British pound has broken down through 120, now 119.95. And that's the British pound falling 1.5% against the dollar. So the dollar really is in the ascendancy against the basket of currencies. Okay, gold price flat at 1833. Platinum down 21 to 9.25. And palladium sure. down 69 or 4.5% 4 to 1464. I was talking to Skulk Lowe last night from PSG, you know him, good chap. He was going through a graph and where Palladium was not that long ago, something like $3,100 mm, mm. per two, ounce. Three. Uh, I think two, it was three more. was the high. I know, oh. I think it might have got three. Oh, it might have got to three, you're right. I think it did. So yeah. it's halved, it's mm. more than halved mm. in value. 
And then the whole basket's come yeah, down. Yeah, and they've been doing terribly recently. I don't know if you've got any yeah, graphs of Mplats yeah. or Implats or Northams yeah, or yeah. Royal Baffer King. If you mm. have a look at it, some of them must be in mm. bear markets mm. now, individual-wise. Mm. What else have we got here? Um, let's have a look at more commodities. Brent crude oil is flat at $85.39. Uh, West Texas crude is up slightly to $78.72. Uh, natural gas prices up a little bit. Gasoline prices down one6 um, and nothing much really. Steel prices up 2.1%, but that's all a little bit of a mixed bag, as boring as the equities markets are. Let's go to the capital markets now. US 10-year is 3.5 basis points higher at 3.84%. After that PPI data, PPI up 6.2% year-on-year and 0.7% month-on-month. Uh, what else have we got? Um, the South African 10-year, as I told you, through 10, 10.025%. And there were so many people when it broke down through nine yeah. 9.50 saying, you've got to get into the South African government bond market now. It presents such good value. If you look at the US, it's doing this. If you look at European bonds, they're doing that. Look at the 10-year. You can get a 9.5% yield on the 10-year bond. Yeah. yeah. That, soon, that, that soon evaporated, didn't it? That enthusiasm. <laughs> S&P 500 futures I'm not being nasty I'm just telling the truth here uh, S&P 500 that's uh, recovering a little bit but it's 41.21 down 0.9% and Bitcoin's had a bit of a lovely day it's uh, up well it was up 12% this morning now 24,553 David up 7 and 2 thirds yeah. uh, percent still don't understand it though and I never will because I'm never going to try and learn about it let's have a look at the JSE and the movers on the day. Yeah. Now I've got Kumba yeah. Iron Ore at the top, up 4.3%. Were there results today or are they out tomorrow? I, know I, I, got a, I don't know. I got an I, email it from them. It might be a hit of numbers, yeah. Yeah. They kindly sent it me an email saying, do I want to... there's nothing else, yeah. Mm, yeah, I think that's what it is. Mm. It's uh, enthusiasm ahead of the results. Vodacom doing well at 4.2. Anglo-American PLC. There's a story there. There's a story on Vodacom. Please tell me the story. It's Vodafone. Uh, yeah, the Vodafone which own 65% of Vodacom, yes. are considering, you know, I think there's pressure on them to uh, put a bit of spark in Vodafone shares. Oh. So the headline it was, you know, that they're uh, looking at either looking at the stake in Vodacom and saying merging, uh, you know, disinvesting, selling it off, I don't know, something oh. like that. So, so there's a bit of corporate action. Why? Uh, so, so, so naturally, there's, uh, you know, there's, there's, there's views of a deal or that it will be sold or someone will buy it, something like that. So, it is in the limelight for whatever reason. No one knows uh, what the, you know, what the story is, but it's, it was. I, I think I picked that up in Bloomberg. So, I think that is the story. So, yeah, that's why they're up. Okay. Uh, anyway, up 4.2%. Uh, Anglo-American PLC up 4.1%. South 32, their numbers came out today, a three and two thirds percent higher. That's the spin-off from BHP Billiton, of course, the South African uh, operations. Other companies coming out with uh, numbers today. Actually, African Rainbow Minerals came out with a trading update and also Grindrod Shipping's results came out. Yes. It, it didn't trade for a couple <laughs> of hours and then it fell by uh, 5%. I don't yeah. think it trades very much, does it, David? Well, 83% is now owned by the new owners. Yes. Uh, TMI, you know, the Grinrod family is out of that. So yeah. you haven't got much of a float there. But um, I, I, look, I don't know. The, the only thing I picked up, and to be honest, I, I had a quick glance at the results. Um, they showed three months and they showed the year. And the last three months, things have come down quite dramatically. Hmm. Shipping rates have fallen hugely. Gosh. And it might be as a result of that. But look, it could be seasonal. 
you know, I don't want to jump to conclusions because it could be the December quarter, whatever it is, might be a bit slower than others. But if you compare the three, you know, that three-month period with the whole year, uh, there is an issue. You know, it, it, there's certainly a downtrend. And while I'm reading these out, David, if you can get an Anglo-American platinum graph out, if you can, if yeah, it's easy, if I not, well, we can do it next I year. Anglo Plat's down yeah. another two point four percent today. Bytes down two point one. Yeah. Pick and pay, another near two percent fall. Shoprite joining yeah. the retail yeah. woes, one point seven percent weaker. And Royal Beffer King Platinum down one and a half percent. What's the platinum graph look like? Anglo Plat, really? Yeah. So, so if you listen. <laughs> This is me, you know. I know. I, I ain't no Garth McKenzie or France or anything. But if you look at that, you've got almost like a head and shoulders. A yes. perfect, perfect head and shoulders. Really? And we're at we're at that right shoulder. So if it if it falls from here, you're in trouble. So you know what I mean by that is it's it's up down, up down, up down, you know, giving you those uh the three, you know, the, the so it's fallen the right shoulder, if, and if it breaks the neckline, mm. then then it's That's stuffed. right. If we break through this neckline, you're, 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 we're in trouble. Oh, dear. So it's right. If you look at the chart, it's exactly poised for that. Mm. So, I mean, and and you're going to need a little more expert opinion around this. But, you know, mm. my, and my life, this is the neckline. You know, this is where it either holds or breaks. I'm going to get onto the um, the Karoo Telegraph tomorrow to try and get hold of the post office in Fosburg and get hold of <laughs> try and get hold of Franz de Klerk. It was quite funny. He said to me, "He's got this fantastic accent, and we we were a really unlikely friendship, yeah, but things were so different." But he said. Uh, he said, I, I don't know if I've, I, I'll be able to t- speak to you today, Lindsay, because I've only got Edge. Do you remember Edge before mm, yeah, uh, yeah. 4G and 5G? That's, Do you that's Edge? 2G, yeah. yeah it's, exactly. two, it's one or 2G, yeah. This is what he survives yeah. on some of the time in the career. It's such a sweet chap. Uh, David, if you look s- at him, Paul, it's the same one, hey? Oh, is same it? kind of chart being formed, yeah. Same trend. Up, down, up, down, up, down, yeah. I'd like to hear his interpretation of that, but it's. Um, I'd like to see it too. It does look a little worrying, yeah. What is your article in the business day going to reveal tomorrow, David? No, I'm not writing it until next week, till oh. no, March. Oh, yeah. Why is I that? only do once a week. I just do once a week. Well, that's, I haven't uh, got the t- brain power anymore. Tomorrow's, to think. Friday, tomorrow's Friday, and it's normally on a Friday, isn't it? Yeah, but it's only, it is, but this is mid February. I do it the first Friday of each month. Okay. Maybe I you used could, to do a weekly article, but oh, they, the paper closed. Mm. <laughs> it is, with good reason. <laughs> David, um, maybe consider a PGM story. It yeah. resonates with South Africans. We've got 75% of the world's underground PGM reserves, so it's, it's a good story. Put a couple of graphs it's in it, there. It, it is. Mm. And I think the, the fact that palladium has been coming down in the basket must be heard, mm. I think, is something that we need to... Pay a little attention to. Yes. Lindsay, once again, the volumes trading here are very, very low. Okay, give us the indices uh, we, closing we, and, then, and yeah, then give me the okay. volume if you would. Thank you. We we managed to end up 0.95%. So we had a good day. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of that was driven by miners and also Rand Hedge. Right. You know, when you look at the composition, it's going to be the miners. I'm not sure why the miners were as strong as they were. I looked through South 32 results and everything seemed to be a big negative. But I thought, hold on a sec, the share price has gone up. Maybe I'm not reading this right. I don't know whether I'm reading it the upside down or whatever. But um, so, so the all share was up 
0.95%, the top 40 up 1%. And it was resources that took it up, the resource index, uh, the resource 10 up 2.25%, the broader resource up 2.1%. Uh, banks were down slightly, financials generally a little easier. And then uh, industrials up 0.81%. Consumer industrials, the consumer side of up 1.5%. So I think if we if we look at where those gains were made, Billiton, these are the top weights, top heavyweights, you know, Billiton, Process, um, ABM, Bev, Glencore, Naspers, Richmond, Anglers were all up. The only one of those that was down was British American Tobacco. So you've got a lot of lift from those heavyweight offshore businesses. All right. And that, um, and that volume, please? Um, just on 16 billion. Let me give it to you now. Uh, 16.8 with Naspers. The main trader, Anglers, Process, Richmond, up there in that. But uh, 16.8 is, you can't make a living like that. No, you definitely can't. There must be, no. I don't know how many small brokers there are out there that yeah. rely on volumes, but if they do, yeah. then they're in trouble. Yeah, they are, because you can see they're not trading. <laughs> you know, there's, there is no trading, there is no churn in this market. All right, David, have a lovely weekend, okay. and thanks for all your contributions this week. That's David Shapiro from Sassman Securities, and that was the 5 o'clock shadow. He'll be back with me on Monday for Shapiro World. See you then. The views and opinions expressed in these podcasts are those of Lindsay Williams and various contributors and do not reflect the policy, position, or opinion of any other agency, organization, employer, or company associated with strictlybusinesspodcast.com. Assumptions made on the analyses are not reflective of the position of any other entity other than the speaker or the author. And since we are critically thinking human beings, these views are always subject to change, revision, and rethinking at any time. Please do not hold us to them in perpetuity.